We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You are listening to KC Sports Network, proudly presented by M-Prize Bank, your partner in Possible. Coming up, the latest episode of 21 Questions, a Q&A-style show covering whatever our subscribers feel like hearing about. And it's presented by Macadoodles, your one-stop shop for beer, wine, and spirits. Now in Kansas City, the latest episode of 21 Questions begins now. It's a live edition of 21 Questions presented by our dear friends at Macadoodles, uh, a location in Lee's Summit. It's absolutely spectacular. If you have not checked it out, make sure you give it a shot. Uh, I am thrilled to be hanging out tonight with the founder of KCSN, the president. What are we? I don't know what we're calling you. The guy that gets things done, BJ Kissel. What's good, buddy? What's going on, bud? I'm excited. I, I saw somebody... Uh, a couple of weeks ago, I apologize, I don't remember who it was, that asked for a, an origin story from KCSN uh, sometime this offseason. So that could be that could be fun to get into some of the details and, and kind of share more of the story of how it all came about. There's a lot there. I feel There's like we should there. let – it needs to be like a, a long version that like we just have like Tucker narrate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be fun. from the – we're going to do it at Holiday Distillery and we're just going to mm-hmm. have a few old fashions and then just sit back and talk about how this thing started because, Kent, it's working. Like kind of kind of sounds like how KCSN started, if you ask me. Yeah, one <laughs> o'clock in the morning in Mobile at the Senior Bowl. But there's there's fun. a lot there for anyone who cares. But yeah. it's been it's been beautiful. We appreciate all the support, obviously, from everybody. I uh, got a lot more cool stuff coming up. We always seem to be saying that, but there's still some more cool stuff coming up. But uh, excited to get this show done. Get to these 21 questions uh, submitted by our subscribers from our Discord. Those who subscribe to our daily newsletter. And Kent, there's a special right now with the newsletter. You can get three months free if you get the draft guide. If you want to talk a little bit about the draft guide and the work that you guys have been putting into it. That is correct. We're working on the KCSN draft guide right now. Uh, it is over 300 pages of chief specific content. Uh, so you're going to get 225 uh, plus write-ups uh, on prospects in this draft and how they fit the Kansas City Chiefs specifically. So it's very, it's all devoted to the Chiefs. There's features on there. Uh, there's probably a few things to talk about because the Chiefs won the Super Bowl. So there'll be some Super Bowl specific features and stuff like that in there. It's really cool stuff. So if you click the link in the description of this show to pre-order the KCSN draft guide for twelve ninety nine, you're going to get that book. You're going to get three months of KCSN Substack. Uh, so yeah, click that link in the description of the show. If you're watching it, if you're listening to it, there is a link in the description of this show. Uh, and again, it's twelve ninety nine. It's a very very good deal. Uh, yeah, Christian. I think Christian shouting out the draft guide. This is the fifth year that we've done this book, so we've done a few of these. It's been kind of fun. But uh, appreciate everybody that's hanging out here. Uh, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. We got a lot of you. We're gonna answer some questions that we got from the KCSN Discord. We'll probably answer, I'm sure, some of the questions that you guys are throwing out as well here in the comment section as well. I'm glad we didn't do this. We were originally going to do this on like Thursday, and then we were going to post it a few days later, and there's so many things happening, and I'm glad it ended up working out that it was good that we didn't do that, I should say. <laughs> yeah, because you've got Drew Tranquil, you know, you've got Mike Edwards, you've got, you know, some other stuff. Some receivers are flying off the off the, off the board right now. I mean, Brandon like, Cooks gets traded. Adam Thielen signs a contract, which means there's only so many teams that were looking for a receiver, and there's a couple that haven't landed somewhere yet. So, are we starting to see it thin out to where 
we'll get into that. I'm sure there'll be a question about uh, said well, wide receiver. Let's if go. not, I'm going to okay. fabricate a question and say <laughs> it came from Christian. Here we go. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, but we appreciate everybody hanging out. So uh, we're going to start with this one. Just DRK asks, do you expect to see Joe Colon's influence on some defensive line additions? Do you have any thoughts on that, BJ? Because I have a few. I mean, you did spend some time with Joe Colon uh you know at the at the combine and i mean you could hear him talk about some players specifically i want to hear what you thought well he loves him some mike dana (laughs) i know that was one of my bigger (laughs) takeaways from that conversation as we're talking about all this and i think this is a a perfect time of the year because we all all get caught up in free agency and the draft and last year you know the sky was falling because everything that happened and we said you know wait till these guys develop and i think that's the one thing that we all kind of miss is that you know, there are guys on the roster who can get better, who can contribute. It's not always finding somebody else to come in here and be a part of that. And so I think that it's very, a very small world. We talk about with agents and personnel guys that if you're a defensive lineman, the chiefs still have a need. I think an interior defensive line, whether it's through the draft, where they bring in a veteran who can play, whatever it is, if you're an agent, and you've got a 25, 26-year-old former top pick that hadn't you know, played real well yet, you just saw in one year Joe Cullen work with these guys and get the best years out of Colin Saunders, Mike Dana, Tershawn Wharton before he got hurt, and Chris Jones. And they got George Karloftis to play as a, at a high level as a rookie and start and play a lot of snaps throughout the year. So I definitely think there's something to be said for the, the conversation and the word getting out that if you're a defensive lineman and you're wanting to – develop and get better and you think you have an opportunity the agent the player not just the fact that the chiefs are obviously very good as well and steve spagnuolo is great at what he does i think that there's a lot to be said for the development of the players um and you know those guys going out and getting paid that that stuff matters i'll add to this too like when you look at influence like you brought up mike dana and he loves himself some mike dana uh he he knew like all the measurements of Nolan Smith and all the times of Nolan Smith when he was out there. And the reason I say that is, is uh, Mike Dan is the, the least spagsy defensive end that the chiefs have drafted slash signed since Steve Spagnuolo got here. I do mm-hmm. think from a, you know, pool of additions, I think the, the options might be a little broader than they have been in the past where they might be a little bit more willing to play, in, in some areas with some different types of person uh, of body types and stuff that they may have not before Joe, Joe Cullen got here. So like in that regard too, like I'm not sure that we're not going to see some of those influences there too, because I mean, it, yeah, I mean, I'm not going to read too much in it. Joe Cullen talking a little bit about Nolan Smith, but it just kind of perks your ears a little bit that he, he was paying attention to a guy that's a little bit on the smaller side, not necessarily your typical Steve Spagnuolo defensive end. And Joe Cullen's preferred some of those guys in the past. So maybe there'll be a little bit more yin, yin and yang there, some give and take when it comes to yeah. that position. So that's something I'm uh, kind of curious about. Tank the Frank, who's the one player not mentioned in trade rumors to KC that could realistically be a trade option? Ooh. Yeah, Man, I don't know. The, I, I'm dead set on all the, the one that had gotten rumored from the beginning that hasn't happened, that there was smoke and then it went away and then it kind of crept back. Uh, but I, I feel very strong. I, this is not answering that question. I'll let you get to a certain player, but I will. I feel very strongly about this. I know wide receiver is going to come up because I already see comments in here about Odell Beckham Jr. I feel very strongly the Chiefs are going to add a veteran receiver at some point, a guy that we know can go out and play. Uh, whether it's Odell Beckham, whether it's a trade for a guy like DeAndre Hopkins, and we got all excited about it. It goes against, and I've said this multiple times, I know it goes against everything that we've seen from this team and not trading for older players and then paying them money. But at the same time, you look at the depth of wide receivers. I was looking at this just a little bit ago. You look at the wide receivers on this roster right now, and you combine that with what we've seen from young first rookie or second year players at the wide receiver position under Andy Reid, they don't step in and contribute a lot right away. This is not an easy offense for a rookie to step in and play. So for those people out there, like we don't need to sign DeAndre Hopkins. They're just going to go out and draft Quentin Johnson because maybe he could become the next DeAndre. And I don't know if that's a comparison. I'm not putting that out there. I'm just saying in general, you can't just plug a receiver, a rookie receiver and, and expect him to contribute in the kind of way that we're talking about with the DeAndre Hopkins. And you look at the chiefs, They have nine receivers on the roster right now, and they keep, what, five, six? Kent, here are the nine receivers on the Chiefs roster. Marquez Valdez-Scantling, Kadarius Toney, Sky Moore, 
And then those are three guys who played last year. And then your fourth is Cornell Power, Powell. Five is Amir Smith Marset, Jerry and Ely, Justin Ross, John Ross, and Ty Freifrogel. Butcher that probably. Freifrogel. Like, I, I know people are excited about Justin Ross, but even so, you move him up to the fourth position. Like they've got to add somebody and it can't just be rookies. They're going to draft somebody at the wide receiver position. They've got to bring in somebody that is a veteran who can play. Brandon cooks just went to the Cowboys who had been linked to Odell Beckham and then Adam Thielen just signed a three-year deal with the Carolina Panthers. So whether it's Odell with the trade for somebody else, I don't know if you have anybody in mind, but I would be absolutely shocked if the chiefs don't add a veteran wide receiver, somebody that's going to catch 600 to 800, have 600 to 800 yards next year. I think that player is not yet on the roster. Ross specific, 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 specific. Uh, just so you know. Um, yeah, I, I, it, I think it'd be receiver. I think, I think, you know, like a DK Metcalf yeah. is he's, if he becomes available again, something like that. But mm-hmm. I, I don't know if there's a ton of players that I think are realistically available um, at this juncture. Now things change. You might see some, you know, some post draft trades pop up or some post draft cuts and stuff that might be a little bit of surprise. And maybe the chiefs play a little bit in that, but I don't know if there's anybody like, I think it would be like, it'd be receiver. I think like, like a DK potentially Mike in Sweden. What does the Patrick Mahomes restructure mean? Well, I think it's interesting that they didn't restructure to the full capacity that they could have. They kind of did like a little mini restructure. They didn't kick a ton of money down the road. They converted some to bonus, but like they're largely kind of leaving things the the same. They're leaving as much money as they feel that they need to execute what they're doing. Right. So it's nothing too crazy. It's, it's, it's a small move. So actually kind of tells me that, you know, maybe they're not super honed in on getting any major big one year additions until post draft after they've gotten the Chris Jones deal done. Like, it's almost like the way I look at it is they know what kind of pool they need of money, you know, for their free agency moves or whatever, at this point and then they're going to um get some you know some flexibility whenever they extend chris jones i think the little mini mini restructure actually probably tells you that they're going to get a deal done for sure with chris jones this offseason is what i think it tells me they know exactly how much they're going to spend and exactly how it's going to be structured i put this out on twitter i've said this multiple times that this stuff and the stuff that gets out publicly is so much further behind the planning and when the decisions are actually being made. When the, you hear about a signing, you hear about a contract that didn't just happen. It could have been done for six weeks and been discussed a long time ago when they crossed paths. There are a m- number of reasons why they wait until it actually gets done. But these decisions aren't being made now. It's getting out publicly in a kind of a slow motion fashion. That's why I said you're watching a, a off-season plan with free agents until it just kind of happen in slow motion. If they end up, if they do end up bringing in Odell Beckham, it would probably be something where the Chiefs knew exactly what it would take to pick up the phone call and have it done. And there could be negotiating, but they knew in the back of their mind, if we want to get it done, this is the contract it's going to take. This is how much cap space we need to get from Patrick Mahomes contract to get that done. And so those little things mean more to me because they knew exactly how much money they needed to free up, which means they knew exactly how much money they were going to spend. And again, we're watching it all kind of happen in slow motion. Arrow asks with Michael Burton going to Denver, is there anyone out there you'd like to see take his role? And is his name Hunter Lepke? Um, I wouldn't, I wouldn't hate a Hunter Lepke edition if I'm being honest, but at the same time, my preference is no fullback. Uh, they don't use it enough, you know, find some guys that maybe can play in that role. Um, you know, in the, in a pinch when you need them, uh, really that poor one out for Colin Saunders dreams right there. Um, sorry beach i shouldn't even brought it up with you here but still hurts my heart a little what's my i know i know um but i i it's super happy for him but but the preference honestly i think would be no fullback addition if i'm being real lee 87 asks how comfortable with the change in quarterback coach offensive coordinator and backup quarterback are you will we see progressions from the room as a whole will it be flat or a step back and how would you approach it you take this one okay that's fine Sorry, I'm looking through 2024 free agent wide receivers who are 25, highly drafted, and haven't really panned out. Sorry, no, I'm kind of busy right now. You're fine. You're Mon fine. LaVisca Chenault and Darnell Mooney, another one. That's You're talking about guys they haven't really talked about, young players. They don't want to pay him big money. I'm th- just throwing names against the board here. Uh, I am comfortable with the quarterback coach decision. I am 
comfortable more than comfortable i'm thrilled with the offensive coordinator decision i love matt Nagy kind of getting more influence over this as well back of a quarterback not thrilled um you know there's a, there's an old saying i think it's tom moore um he he says you know like peyton manning gets 100 percent of the snaps in indianapolis and um you know, he's the guy that's, he's the guy that's, you know, getting all the press. Someone asked him like, Hey, why, why is Peyton Manning always getting all these reps and why don't you get the backup in there? And I think Tom Moore said uh, in more colorful terms, well, if, 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 if Peyton Manning goes down, we're screwed. We don't deal <laughs> with screwed. We don't practice screwed or whatever it was. It's like, a lot of times it's up to the starter too. If they want every single rep, a lot of times coaches will ask him like, Hey, do you, want to take a break do you want to this do you want every single snap and some players are like i want every single snap at practice i don't know if shane bouchel can win you a football game i mean there's just a lot of unknowns right. he hasn't looked great when he's been there but there's clearly something that this team likes because they've protected him two separate seasons two separate to keep to get him through two separate off seasons they have a, a plan for him and it might just straight up to be to to be patrick mahomes backup now there's might be good rapport. Mahomes might like him in the room. And honestly, that's a good enough reason. I mean, that's a good enough reason to just roll with Shane Bouchelle back there. Um, but I just, you know, I, I don't know. I don't know if he can win you a game. I don't know if he can or- orchestrate a 98 yard drive the way Chad Henney did. Yeah. I'm going to go back real quick. So we're going to jump out of order here for a second. Kent. I'm going to name off the 10 guys listed I'm listed I'm at spottrack.com looking at 2024 free agent wide receivers some of these guys are coming off rookie deals some of them it's their second deal especially with this first guy but these are guys who again going into a lame duck year if you're going to get traded you get traded with one year left on your contract the chiefs could extend them so this is these are players who if the gm of their current team doesn't want to pay them another contract doesn't want to pay them big money but would take a third round pick to get rid of them if their team is not competing right now and that third round pick is more important maybe this is a name these are guys who could could be available. Mike Evans, Tyler Boyd, Corey Davis, Curtis Samuel, Devontae Parker, Kendrick Bourne, Jamal Agnew, Marquise Brown, Calvin Ridley, Jakeem Grant, T. Higgins, Michael Pittman, LaVisca Chenault, K.J. Hamler, Chase Claypool, Josh Reynolds, Traquan Smith. Any of those guys jump out to you? That the Chiefs could acquire, not really. I mean, T. Higgins is the one, but the Chiefs aren't going to get T. Higgins. Yeah, you know, like they're, yeah. they're not getting them from the Cincinnati Bengals. So, like, that's what makes it tricky. I mean, here, like, okay, no chicken tonight. We'll just do this. What's the next move you're pounding the table for? Okay, perfect segue. Let's just talk about this because we've kind of been teasing this wide receiver discussion here today. Yeah. Uh, the move I would make is I think I'd try to trade for DeAndre Hopkins. What? I'm just glad somebody's on the same page because I've been saying this for like two weeks. And I, I get, thought like I know something it, it happened. Doesn't... Like I thought you were on Twitter, like about to oh, celebrate. No. Like as the words are coming out of my mouth, DeAndre Hopkins was being acquired by the Chiefs. All no, right. I've been a D Hop <laughs> Nuke fan since he came in the league. I thought he was always a top three receiver throughout his prime. I think he's looking for to being on a good team. He's been on a couple with Houston back early in his career. Uh, he's on a couple of decent teams. He's been on some really bad football teams with some really bad leadership at the head coaching position and to come into a situation like Kansas city. I think he would welcome it. So from a financial standpoint, it's a guy who's gotten paid, not saying he's going to take a huge pay cut, but it would make sense for all the right reasons. And I can't imagine what an improved offensive line and a healthy Deandre Hopkins and Patrick Mahomes could do together when both of them are in their prime. We've talked a little bit here and I, you know, it's, we look at this off season and we said, okay, what do the chiefs need to do? Who do they need to like, what kind of like, what positions do they need to address edge uh, wide receiver? They need to figure out offensive tackle. Okay. They figure it out edge. And so, I mean, there's still room for improvement in edge. Don't get me wrong. They took care of tackle. We haven't heard a thing on receiver except for they're interested in Odell Beckham Jr. But all these other teams around the NFL continue to make these moves to secure the Brandon Cooks of the world. Oh, hey, by the way, the Dallas Cowboys were rumored and leaked at, to be interested in in uh, Odell Beckham Jr. By if if that report's true, hey, guess what? That's a suitor gone for for an Odell Beckham Jr. Yep. I think the longer and longer this goes on, and the more you know, the musical chairs continues to go. 
and other players and other teams are continuing to get involved with different players. And we don't, you know, we see the Chiefs are not involved in, you know, haven't acquired one yet, but there's two big names out there. There's Odell Beckham Jr. and there is in New Copkins in a trade. I you just saw the compensation for Brandon Cooks, who is younger than New Copkins. I yep. think you're probably like a fourth round pick. The Chiefs have a pair of fourth round picks. Everyone's freaking out about will you pull it? Would you pay him 16 million this year and 18 million next year? Nah, 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 nah. Yes. That, well, <laughs> fine, but guess what? I think that deal's getting redone anyway. Right. Like I don't think I don't think the cap hit's going to be 16 million dollars when it's all said and done. I think you're probably looking at something restructured. Maybe they're maybe Nuke's looking for a three year deal. He's looking to add a year. And guess what? If you add a deal, you get to add a year. You get to restructure everything. You get to yep. flip. You can flip that whole whole uh, you know contract on its head. So like I, that's not a reason. I think that's a reason everybody's kind of like freaking out. It's like ah, like there's ways around that still. Like you can still redo his deal and and make it work. I don't think. I think the farther and farther the 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 this goes on the more and more i feel like you know new hopkins or or odell bickham jr is very much in play for this team yeah just both of them <laughs> sure why not they fit. Uh, put nuke in the yeah. slot a little bit more yeah I, I he's a player you watch his highlights from last year and i, I said this before and outside the trenches and we talked about this you watch new hopkins there are people who told me he was washed that he had, he was a step slower Watching New Copkins highlights from 2020 to go on YouTube, look it up, find the NFL or Cardinals highlights. The biggest takeaway I have is a not even close to washed and Kyler Murray is not very good because so <laughs> many of his catches were reaching back across the middle on slants that were inaccurate. It's just, he's not a very accurate quarter. He's fast. He's athletic, all of that, but he's not an accurate quarterback. And it, we've joked before that watching Patrick Mahomes and being a Chiefs fan, it's ruined football for you in some ways because you just get accustomed to, oh, my quarterback can throw it all over the field accurately from any arm angle and hits guys in stride like it's not a big thing. You go back and watch DeAndre Hopkins highlights, not even close to washed. And again, I understand that they're not trading for older players. I believe Joe Tooney is the only player over the age or would have crossed the age of 30 years old who's gotten a multi-year contract from the Chiefs and Brett Veach. I could be wrong on that, but I remember looking, having this conversation before that Joe Tooney was the only one. And New Hopkins, I believe, is 30 years old. And so that would break the mold in that way. But he's a player that I think as he gets older, maybe he does lose a step. But physically, he's long. Like he's, he could still make plays. The his game slowing down or his athleticism is not going to change what makes him special, which is his ability to track a football, his ability to make contested catches, and just his length. I think will translate as he gets older. If you're talking about like that third year and worried about giving him that extra year to make this move, but again, the Chiefs need another weapon that they can count on for Patrick Mahomes week one, and that's not a rookie. I don't think they're going to hem themselves into needing to draft a receiver at 31 or trading up for a receiver right. at 31 for that. And for that matter, I think they're, I, I just makes too much sense to go get somebody like that. And the longer it draws out and the longer those guys sit out there, I think, yeah. uh, I, I think it makes, I think it makes sense to bring them in. Uh, one well, of them. In- I, yeah. And we'll have, I know we're, we're going to continue to talk. I know there's gonna be more questions about the wide receiver position and we'll get to those right after this quick break. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, we've got you covered. Thanks for watching this production of KC Sports Network. Proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? 
You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button if you're watching. Thanks everybody for uh, watching. The The new music is just an absolute banger there on that too. To, uh, BJ, I love that. Uh, Matthew McNabb asks who is a guy you'd love the chiefs to draft a guy you don't want them to draft and a guy you think they will draft uh this is great who's a guy i would love the chiefs to draft we'll just do it all in the defensive end position how about that i'd love the chiefs to draft nolan smith i don't know if nolan smith is going to ultimately be available because he tested absolutely through the roof i'd consider trading up for him if i uh if he's available and the chiefs have kind of figured out all their other issues uh roster rise um, but he's an ex- he's not necessarily the most Steve Spagnuolo player, but he's exceptional against the run. He's dense. He's powerful. He's explosive. Um, he's been productive. He's a high, high uber high character guy. You saw his personality too. Um, the guy I don't want them to draft is Isaiah Foskey, the defensive end out of uh, Notre Dame. Um, I think he's a little bit more over i don't want to i don't want to dunk on a kid i don't tend to appreciate i know he's a highly productive player when it comes to sacks i know he tested well uh at the nfl combine i don't think the athleticism the the power translates on tape i see him um and maybe it's a little bit it's just like how he was used at times too like he didn't get to rush from outside the tackles consistently as i'd have preferred at times but um i just i i don't see the explosion I i don't see the first step quickness um, I don't see the ability to turn a corner particularly, you know, um, and I, I, yeah, that's, that's the guy I'm not, I, he's probably a top 65 guy. I don't know how I feel about that. The, I have a couple of, oh, go, sorry, sorry. I have a couple there's of one more. There, there's a guy I, I don't want to draft. There's a guy I don't want or, or a guy I think will draft a guy who I think will draft. Sorry. Okay. I think they're going to draft Keon white, <laughs> the okay. defensive end out of out of georgia tech um i could see him being there at 63 he's an absolute massive human tested through the roof he's on the older side i don't think i don't really want him the same way i kind of don't really want isaiah foskey um mm-hmm. but i he just he feels extremely chiefsy uh he's a uh, yeah he's 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 got he's better he's a better athlete than breland speaks and he's got yeah. more hope than breland speaks but there's some similarities there I want to ask you a couple of draft related questions because from a roster and I don't know the players in depth as well as you, I'm going to start that here in, in a few days and get caught up. But I like the idea of taking an edge and getting that knocked out because of the pure selfish reasons of wanting two starting edge rushers and three cornerbacks all on rookie deals because of what you would be able to do financially from a roster composition standpoint. Those are expensive areas to go fill in free agency. And if they can nail an edge, um, at some level at the end of the first round. He talked about Nolan Smith, talk about all these players. There's one we haven't talked about, and it's the K-Stater, who I've always seen mocked later in the second round, but I want to get your thoughts. If the Chiefs ended up taking Felix Duque Uzama at 31, how would you feel? I know Fine. it depends who else is on the board, but yeah. most of the mocks that I'm seeing, because this is what fans do, they want to take a player that might be there at 31 and then create a scenario in which he's available at the next pick. Uh, to make it as good as possible. But would you feel comfortable right there at 31 with a player like King Felix? First off, I think anybody that ever does the mock draft simulator, what simulator, doesn't matter which one you're picking, take the first three to five names off the board that are available to you and just start there. It's a fun yeah. strategy. It's a fun exercise. It's going to help set more unrealistic expectations. You are not an NFL GM if the draft simulator has uh I don't know. Will Anderson falling to you, and you're 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 the king of of the mock drafts now. Just take the first five names off. Those things can get wonky. When it comes to Felix Anadike Izama, I'd be on board. There's no doubt about God. it. I really wish, like, he's a guy that had to play tucked into the the the, the box far too much. Like, I know K State had some success on the defensive side of the ball. They didn't really do him justice for his draft projections playing and having to you know line up as that four eye inside the tackle 
I want to see him rush off the, off the edge a little bit more. I want to see him, uh, you know, I wish we could have seen that because there are bright spots. Like I think he fits the profile athletically of a guy that, you know, he had a lot of production. He's clearly good against the run. He's a little bit lighter than Spacks typically prefers, but again, Mm -hmm. I think the talent justifies it. Um, and adding another defensive end totally makes sense to me. Totally yeah. makes sense to me. The other, the other one for me is Zay Flowers because obviously biased because we had a chance to talk to him out at the Shrine Bowl. But then when you go and watch him, his suddenness, his ability to go out, that he's not – he can – he's got the change of direction that you know can create space that Patrick Mahomes can get on the football, and he shows just enough down the field that it's not – you see this change of direction, and you're like, oh, it could be Kadarius Tony, It could be with Tyreek, not at that level – uh, with that athleticism, but he could be utilized in that way. Same thing we saw with McCole Hardman. And then you see him go down the field and catch contested catches like we saw from Tyreek Hill. We didn't see a ton of with McCole Hardman. And you see that from Zay Flowers on his college tape in multiple instances where he shows that he's not just a quick wide receiver who's not bigger in stature, uh, but plays pretty physical um, for a guy down the field when he's going and making catches. But another player I want to ask about, because uh, I know you guys talked about tight ends on the lab before, uh, a lot of talk about Dalton Kincaid. What is your thoughts on Michael Mayer, the tight end from Notre Dame? So Michael Mayer is the most traditional why I think you have in this draft. Um, and you can, you can make a case for Darnell Washington, but I, I think he's a guy that He's not a he's a master of none, I think, where he's he's yeah. a good blocker. He's a good route runner. He's mm-hmm. a you know, he's a capable separator. He's you know, a, a, you know, he's got you know good ability to track the football. He's not something there's no dominant trait. There's nothing overly dynamic about him. He's just a guy that's gonna do a lot for you consistently. He's gonna play consistently well. Um, which could be valuable, like a, a guy that yeah. can block in line, a guy that can you know do that, but he can also you know get out of his stance and, and run seam enough, well enough. Um, you can flex him out, you can put him on you know in a in a two point stance, and he can run a, a, a capable route tree. Does a good enough job separating. Does a good enough job, but like I don't know if it's a guy that like is overly. I'm not going to be overly excited about that one relative to yeah. some of the other tight ends that could potentially be available because he, he doesn't have that dominant trait for me. Gotcha. Okay. Uh, Tojo asks to find Brett Veach's free agency philosophy and how does it boost the odds uh, for successful draft classes? Well, he tries to enter free. He tries to enter the draft without having any big glaring to find needs. Like he's going to try to have a, some kind of solution, whether it be a stopgap, whether it be just, he wants to be able to field a team before he enters the draft is kind of the vibe I get. I think there's some tendencies yeah. to not sign. Like we talked free agents over the age of 30. Doesn't seem, it kind of seems like a, a, a developing threshold as we get more and more data on that. You're not seeing long-term deals for guys that are older. Um, and then how does it boost the odds for successful draft class? Well, if you feel confident and comfortable, you know, in the short term with your team and, and in some cases, the long term, it really does free up the board to allow you to take best player available. Cornerback was obviously a need for this team last year. They aggressively corrected it. But they also moved up for a blue chip that they believed in. I mean, and it, I mean the stuff it bared out for what we were doing with the, with the draft guide too. We had yeah. Trent McDuffie top fifteen ish. Mm-hmm. So like moving up for a blue chip always makes sense, especially at a position of need. So like it kind of frees up the opportunity to go and take the best player available if you feel confident in what you have in your locker room already. Yeah, and. <laughs> making a joke of it, but kind of serious that I'd rather take the edge now, get him a year with Joe Cullen before Joe Cullen gets a head coaching job somewhere (laughs) or a defensive coordinator job. He's going to keep working his way up. Um, But Uh, chief golden co, what is your confidence that uh, Andy heck will have the left and right tackle positions ready for week one? Well, here's the deal. I think whether or not Jawan Taylor moves over to the left side or not, the Chiefs have had to help their left tackle before, as recently as last year. Like, like they they will have a plan in place to help support their tackles if they need to support their tackles. Um, I think there's some philosophical stuff simply that you know don't get beat off your inside inside shoulder and wash guys up up the arc as best you can and match it. If Mahomes will try to navigate it if he needs to, right? Um, Mahomes will help. Mahomes always helps. The pressure yeah. rates were really high last year. It's not like that. I mean, it's like we, I think we're overvaluing the, what the tackles did last year in some way, shape or form. So we're thinking it wrecks them. the game. 
you're thinking that uh, we can't function without it. And we saw two ta- we saw our starting tackles give up more pressures than anyone else in the league. We saw Patrick Mahomes somehow Houdini his way out of it to where he was one of the five least sack quarterbacks in the NFL, despite Bingo. being pressured among the most, if not the most in the NFL. And they were still the number one scoring offense. So they're going to be fine. It's just a matter of what it looks like. Yeah, no, for sure. It's it, they'll they'll build an offense. They'll be able to function at a high level. They're going to have a lot of success. There might be some growing pains, but there's been growing pains every single season at tackle. The truth of the matter, Orlando Brown Jr. wasn't good to start both years in Kansas City. Uh, he wasn't. He got better late as the season went on, but he wasn't good early. Like That's just the truth about it. So they've been able to navigate that just fine and win football games. Um, KCLVII Niners. Do you think Joe Cullen gets some meaningful production out of Josh Kando or has that ship sailed? If there's anybody that can get the most out of it, then it's it's going to be him, but hasn't really scratched the surface depending upon what they do this offseason. This will be the year we have to see it, but I can't even remember Kent in a preseason or even a training camp practice that we've been up there where all of a sudden I've turned my head and be like, man, that was, that was a flash of something that we thought was going to be special. And we've never seen a player completely come out of nowhere where there weren't at least times at camp or during the preseason where we talked about him like, man, this is a guy like you've got to flash at some point. I just, I haven't seen it since he's put on a chief's uniform. I it's, it's make or break for Josh Kando this year. The chiefs have obviously tried to keep him around this season as, as, a, as they have Malik Herring. You know, there's been a reason that yeah. both of those guys are on the 53-man roster. I think it's probably wearing thin for those two guys, though. They've got to start getting some production out of one or both of them. Um, I don't consider them to be part of the answer at the defensive end position, and I don't consider them really as far as if you're planning. I don't think you do, and you just hope one of them provides and surprises something, uh, you know, that that you can you can roll with. So I think that's the approach. I think – I. I think Josh Kando's had some setbacks that have kind of some setbacks that have kind of made it difficult on him, um, and this is just a big for him, year for him health wise and and development wise for sure. Okay, let's get a, a couple. Uh, our fearless producer Jordan Foot behind the scenes here has had some questions. I've seen him star that's coming through the chat room. So if you're in the chat room, uh, please continue that conversation. Let us know your thoughts and your questions and and what you've got. And please hit that like and subscribe button. But let's get to a few of those. Sweet. Chad Chapman saying, you think the Chiefs will bring back Justin Watson? Um, I do. I think he's a great fifth, sixth wide receiver. Good special teams player stepped up, made some big plays when they needed them to uh, on some third downs during the regular season. Some of those forgotten type plays that don't end up in a highlight reel, but when it's third and nine and it's pretty high leverage situation, you're not feeling great, especially in that December stretch. Uh, it felt like that November, December, where the Chiefs were winning close games that we felt like they should have been blowing teams out. It seemed like Justin Watson had a handful of plays during those where um, half the time I thought it was Kelsey or it ended up being Noah Gray or Justin Watson. I just thought that it was Kelsey when he caught it. And I was like, oh, damn. All right, that's pretty Im- impressive for him to go up and make those plays. So uh, I think he only signed for like one year, a million bucks last year. So unless somebody's going to give him some multi-year deal. Um, I know Brett Beach is a big fan of his, so I would I would love to see him back in Kansas City and hold down that that final active wide receiver roster spot. Patrick Mahomes is a big fan of him too. That also that matters, uh, and he'll be back on a vet minimum deal, is my guess. I, those vet minimum deals they really don't count against the salary cap, so you can load up on these guys that these one point, you know, two million dollar contracts roughly, and yeah. just live in that and and add a bunch of you know development or veteran talent to your roster. So I think that's definitely a, a move that's probably going to happen. I don't think he'll get real money from anybody else. Faux show. Sure. All right. Grayson Jaspers, OG supporter of KCSN. If there was a play named Craig is great, which play would it be? Ooh. Uh, are we having to draw up our own, our own play or is it like, is it a current team we, play or can we like we bring like, up a play from the past that we're like that should definitely have been called craig is great i <laughs> i think uh i think anything involving colin saunders should be called craig is great any offensive play or a defense i was thinking of like the uh bloated tebow pass or whatever they call like the dontari poe like jump pass but somehow like Derek johnson's got to be involved Derek, whatever it is dj's got to be involved in some kind of way I will just say every Craig touchdown, every touchdown that's ever been scored by the Chiefs is Craig is great. I love it. 
Christian Gumminger, do you wish Veach would have played the cockpit game a little more with more released players and less UFAs? Kent, you love you some comp pick formula on social media. You are all over it every time the player is signed. Uh, no, I don't think I, I don't wish they would have just because the way their roster is set right now, like I, I, you know, you can make the arguments for like, you know, the Drew tranquil moves and in the uh, Mike Edwards moves. I think having that set in place now is more valuable than getting a potential, you know, compensatory pick down the line. Now there's a couple other guys uh, that could, you know, potentially help the chiefs get a compensatory pick and we'll see kind of how the chiefs navigate and play that, you know, that, uh, that game a little bit, but I think where the roster is at with how many rookies they, and how many draft picks they're going to have in the last two drafts. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if I'm, I'm super like crazy for trying to make sure you're acquiring more compensatory picks. How many players do you think they walk away from after this draft? Uh, eight. They're trading up. I, I think they're seven. I think seven. I almost went seven. I think they're going to trade up at least once in the top 100. So I don't know what that looks like, but I could see them. I can see them using that that second fourth round pick as 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 trade bait. I mean, I could see them being aggressive depending on the moves that are actually available to them using first and second and moving up into the first round and doing something very aggressive and then kind of playing and then kind of backfilling, maybe moving from 95 up, you know, with one of their fourth round picks and then using like their fourth and their fifth round pick to move higher up into the hundreds or something like that and ending up with three picks in the top 110. Like I wouldn't be stunned to see them doing that and just kind of doing whatever they want to do on day three, something like that. So um, seven or eight seems about right to me if I'm being honest. Sounds about right. All right. Next question. Brandon, excuse me, Brendan Veith. Ross, over under 300 receptions yards. Which one? Ross or John Ross. Is it, uh, is it, which you one? You could combine them and I'm going to say under for both. Yes. I, I'm sorry. I just, I don't think it's, I think it's a cool story. I think it would be great to see the flashes during OTAs and you get into training camp. I just, that's an uphill battle um, for either one of those guys. Uh, to break into a situation in which they're on the best team in the NFL, and especially for John Ross. Uh, Justin Ross, it's more health. It's more can he play at this level kind of thing. Uh, but I'd say if I was a betting person, I would say even if you combine them both, uh, I would say combination of those two guys together would be under 300 yards. John Ross is this year's Corey Coleman, a guy that probably doesn't have a realistic chance of making this football team, but it's a name you know. Justin Ross wouldn't be stunned to see him make the roster, but health. I mean, he, he got a third round grade from us last year and it's just all about health. Like there's yeah. very obvious talent. There's very obvious talent. Um, it's just a matter of if he does enough. Cause I don't think he's gonna be a big special teams player. I don't know if he's like a guy that's going to be a big special teams player. So does he do, do enough offensively to, to keep, value you know to, to hold his value on the 53 man roster that's going to be very very interesting i think i'm gonna look this up real quick before we move on because looking back and and we were guilty of everybody's guilty of it because of what we saw at training camp but you go back to training camp what your projections and what we thought sky Moore was going to be and this was a guy that was killing it during training camp and flashing all over the place and he had 250 yards receiving in the regular season yeah and so you would need not saying that it translates quite like that, but you need a guy to go out and perform really well during training camp to have an opportunity to respectfully project better numbers. We all got caught up. It happens every year. Every year there's a receiver who does it. This year just happened to be somebody that we had just drafted. It was a great route runner, had all the reasons to think he would step in. There's no reason to believe that Sky Moore won't get better going into his second year, has an entire offseason. He knows the playbook. He's going to have all that time to worry about, uh, or excuse me, train with Patrick Mahomes and go down there and he's preparing for a season this off season, not preparing to exercise really well in front of a bunch of NFL decision makers. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's something to keep in mind when we all get excited about these players, um, especially rookies and guys who haven't done it before. Mm -hmm. Awesome upside players, but not anybody you're going to make free agents. You're not going to not trade for Deandre Hopkins because you believe Justin Ross could be a guy. That is not a thing that's real. BJ, do you want to do you want to know what I hope gets better? What's that? 
this show right after this break. Whether you're a Chiefs, Royals, Sporting KC, KC Current, K-State, KU, or Mizzou fan, we've got you covered. Thanks for watching this production of KC Sports Network. Proudly presented by M-Prize Bank. What's up, Chiefs Kingdom? This is BJ Kissel, founder and CEO of KC Sports Network. With Kansas City on full display for the NFL Draft, what better way to celebrate our hometown than by supporting a charity that helps kids with special needs in our own backyard? Children's Center for the Visually Impaired will host the CCVI Trolley Run Sunday, April 30th to change the lives of students who are blind or have low vision. Now in its 35th year, the CCVI Trolley Run is a four-mile race that finishes on the Country Club Plaza the Sunday after the NFL Draft. This fundraiser is open to everyone and no athletic ability is required. Enjoy free beer after the race and snacks from local restaurants. We promise the KC community will be on full display. Visit trolleyrun.org and use code KCSN to get a few extra bucks off your registration. That's trolleyrun.org. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you, with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Did you, when you threw to break, you're like, I hope this show gets better. Are you saying you don't think it's good? Oh, I think it's I'm still, having I great, think it's, I'm having a great time sitting here and chatting with you. BJ, you have to understand. Friends. I am a slave to the transitions. I am actively just listening for you to say something that I can use to transition to, to the next ad break or what have you. you I thought it was going to be a time Super Bowl champion type thing is mm. what I thought it was where I can just get in there and kill that it just just kill the bit, bit <laughs> into the ground hit the like button hit the subscribe button if you're watching appreciate everybody that's hanging out i got a lot of people hanging out here while we're going live we're answering a bunch of questions both from the KCSN discord and some of the questions that you guys are asking you can throw a few more in there if you'd like um but we'll we'll get to a couple um couple more here before we get out of here from the KCSN discord too so and shout out jordan foot behind the scenes for producing this thing and helping keep it us organized so just shout out jordan just on time with everything, just absolute money. Uh, this our our true king. Grayson Jaspers asks uh, asked thoughts on bringing back Byron Pringle. Part of me would absolutely love it. I would be very surprised. The the K Stater in me, just I like Byron. I would love it. I would be very surprised. He had a he had a tough go out of it uh, up in Chicago uh, after signing that deal. Um, Love to see it. Demarcus Robinson's another one. Uh, knows the offense. He's out there. Um, I'd be surprised. I'd be more surprised if Pringle was back than Demarcus Robinson. I think uh, both of those guys have some special teams background to them. So there's that. Um, that's always something that's interesting. Roster construction wise, though, it's still going to be tight for me. I, I'd rather take a swing on someone with some more upside, some more ability. I mean, if the we're, we're running out of options here to see how this wide receiver room can get better, I think they need to get better. Don't yeah. get me wrong; I believe in, uh, I believe in Kadarius Tony's improvement. I believe in Sky Moore's improvement. They still need more. Yeah, as Travis Kelsey guy, sign yeah. a veteran. And to me, the Justin Watson, Byron Pringle is the same kind yes. of role, same kind of thing. And in that case, um, I'm not going to say which one I prefer because it would hurt my heart to say it out loud. So I, I think that'll answer that question for you. Understandably. But as Travis Kelsey said, more, 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 more. They need more at the wide receiver position. Uh, KCLV uh, II Niners asks, uh, tell us, about our new safety and linebacker and do they improve the team 
great timing because we really haven't done any big addressing of the linebacker and safety that the Chiefs have acquired since uh, you know we haven't had any live shows for it. We didn't do a live show yesterday. Do you have something, BJ? Are you are you hyped about these guys? I'm really happy. Uh, let's start with Tranquil because I was really I, surprised that he was available for that mm-hmm. price. Um, in watching, and I'm not going to pretend to have watched all the Chargers games. I watched a handful of them when they weren't playing the Chiefs. And Drew Quint, Tranquil stood out every single time I watched. And it's easy for linebackers who can run. A guy who's 6'2", 240, and has got some speed and some instincts to make plays behind the line of scrimmage. Those plays players generally stand out, but he flashed on tape. Which where I think I even wrote it down in like a notepad, like, Drew Tranquil, like playmaker mm-hmm. and just like stash it away as notes for down the road. And then you go back and I, I was looking at his PFF numbers and not necessarily his grades, but just where did he line up? Where did he play? And the one thing that jumped out to me, Kent, same thing with, uh, with Mike Edwards, the safety that we'll get to here in a second, but Mike Edwards is 26 years old. Drew Qu- Tranquil is 27 years old. Both those guys played over 920 snaps defensively last year for their teams. And they were signed for a base salary of $3 million, which is what you pay a slightly or solid special teamer in free agency. And these guys, again, played over 900 snaps. Chiefs only had five guys on their defense play that many snaps last year. And the only linebacker who did it with Nick Bolton, Willie Gay played and granted he missed some time. But Willie Gay played 727 snaps last year. Drew Tranquil was on the field a lot for a solid Chargers defense. So I'll let you talk about where the usage and all of that and kind of how he fits. Because I know there's been some confusion uh, amongst Chiefs fans, at least the conversation on social media, over whose spot could he be taking, uh, where he might play, and how that all might work. But I absolutely loved the signing, specifically of Drew Tranquil, because I think he's a playmaker at an area that you don't, normally find athletic linebackers at that level with this experience that you can get for that price. Okay. And depending (laughs) on whether or not the, depending on whether or not the chiefs do something cool with the receiver position between now and the lab, I'm sure we'll talk a little bit about this drink tranquil situation as well, because I think there is a lot to unpack here. Um, Because first off, that's not necessarily a need that you would pinpoint pinpoint to the chiefs. Dar- sorry to jump in. Darius Harris. Cause I've seen that comparison where he's played Dar- Darius Harris played 250 snaps. Drew yeah. Tranquil played 930. Those are two here's, different. Here's where it gets interesting players. though. Beach. The reason Darius Harris played so many snaps is because the chiefs actively chose to take Willie gay off the field. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense to me. That never has made sense to me. Willie gay is a superior athlete. He, flies around the field he's a good blitzer he makes some good plays and the chiefs every third every third possession were throwing darius harris out there a guy they didn't even tender um that's interesting to me um willie gay plays the you know plays the will position uh drew tranquil plays the will position um, I'm not going to completely tinfoil hat this the way, you know, some people, but I think, I think Drew Tranquil can 100% compete for the starting will spot over Willie Gay. I don't think Willie Gay's job's safe. The fallback though, is you're getting a guy who can play in the dime. Who's been the green dot for the Los Angeles chargers before who can, you know, add, you know, take Nick Bolton off the field for coverage downs, you know, because they can trust him to be an effective communicator, to be the guy that they need in the middle of that defense, on those yeah. crucial downs, but actually can cover a little bit with, you know, he's got the range, he's got the instincts, he's got the ball skills that, you know, you kind of don't see out of, you know, maybe some of the rest of the linebacker group. They don't trust Willie Gay. Willie Gay's always been the most logical guy to play in the dime. They don't do it. That tells yeah. you something. They actively play Darius Harris over Willie Gay. That tells you something. Nick Bolton has yeah. to play in the dime. That tells you something. Like, if you, if you, if you look at it on its surface, hey, the Chiefs starting linebackers from the Super Bowl – played well they're done if you look at it a little deeper it's okay they really want to make sure that they're better in coverage at the linebacker position and they don't have the guys to do it so this could be a three million dollar insurance policy for willie gay this offseason yeah or yeah or it's hey we're done waiting for you to develop so we're gonna go ahead and stop trying so hard so Mm -hmm. you're not gonna get the same opportunities that you had and also, you—I mean, he, he does. I mean, Drew. Drew. I mean, five million dollars is starting linebacker money. Honestly, he's a starting. I mean, that's, that's starting linebacker money. That's with incentives, but yeah. 
Yeah, three, you know, three million dollars, three million dollars with up to five is starting linebacker money, if you ask me. I mean, it's not a, it's not a, it's not a, a, a vet minimum deal. Right. If you're getting any kind of real money to somebody these days, especially if you're the Chiefs, they're probably in your plans in a big way. That's just kind of how I look at it. So I, I think Drew Tranquil is very much a possibility for, you know. I think getting that player for three million dollars is highway robbery. It's awesome. I think Doug 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 Farrar said Brett should be arrested for theft. It's a great deal. <laughs> it's I was hyped, it and was it's a nice far time. departure from what Steve Spagnuolo typical typically prefers at linebacker too, because he's not a guy that's going to play the run at an elite level compared to some of these guys. He's more of a run and chase right. player. If he's definitely more coverage than he is run fit, but good football player. Could this just be taking Nick Bolton off the field in those situations? Um, just in some, like just some dime situations. Like, I don't yeah. think, I don't think, it, I think it's more about Willie Gay than it is about Nick Bolton for sure. Like I, yeah. Nick Bolton is going to be on the field for a way more personnel groupings than, than Willie Gay is at this point. I think I think that's Since, that for anybody who's watching, uh, this live, I'll, I'll jump in here because I saw this on social and it made me laugh. It was 33 minutes ago. It was Patrick Mahomes quote tweeted, uh, PJ green, local news guy here, uh, talking about K state and said that the name of the bubble screen inbounds pass where they had all five guys like out of bounds and then they like all jumped in at different times yeah. if you watch the game. Uh, that seven on called, seven play. Yeah, that was called – they called it the Patrick Mahomes play. <laughs> Patrick it. Mahomes just quote tweeted it. So Love shout it. out everybody for being awesome with that whole situation. That's amazing. Yeah, they ran like a little – they ran like a little slip screen to him. <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. Yeah, like they, and then they did to the opposite side and they ran a little like rubber out coming in to to marquise on the last one that was great little, little tunnel screen it was great i was, I was glad was, that patrick mahomes can equally now talk about k-state and quote that so everybody can stop saying he's just a big ku fan i'm talking to a ku guy yeah he likes some more hit the like button hit the subscribe button if you're watching appreciate everybody that's hanging out with us it's been a lot of fun doing this um do we have any more questions from the uh from the from the comment section that we want to get to before we get out of here Uh, Jeff Graham, Leo Chanel maybe lined up at edge more frequently. Don't think so. Um, that's a pretty difficult transition for a guy like him to try to make to play as an edge. Here's the thing though. You can get the value of what he is as a dense athlete still as a blitzer. And you've seen that and you've seen that recently. And as a run filler, I mean, he's a rush Sam. He's, he's, he's a guy that can, he can, he can play coverage. He can, he's a quick identifier. And if you can find opportunities to get him downhill, he can really disrupt plays. He has pop and his power in his hands uh, and through his frame is problematic. It is problematic yeah. for, for, uh, for offensive linemen even. So I don't think it's going to be as a rush player, but they're going to get him downhill when they can. I think you saw the lights coming on a lot more for him in the Super Bowl, which is obviously a great time for that to happen. Yeah. He looked he looked I, great in the Super Bowl. He looked great in the Super Bowl, and the best play, the most athletic thing he did all year was hopping onto that bus, <laughs> like during the Super Bowl parade. Mm-hmm. That was awesome. Impressive. Impressive. Yeah, that was great. Uh, oh yeah, Bryce Bryce Mayhew does ask what we think of Mike Evans. I guess that was a two part question we didn't entirely answer. Um, I think he's a fantastic third safety. Um, you know, the Chiefs have Justin Reed. They invested in Brian Cook. Brian Cook, I think, played a lot better as the season went on. The Chiefs love to use three safeties. Um, Mike Edwards has a little bit more of a ability to make plays on the football than we've seen out of Justin Reed and Brian cook at this point in his career. So, um, he, he's a guy that might be a little bit more aggressive, a little bit more willing to take some chances on the back. And he's kind of a perfect third safety for me. I think he'll get plenty of snaps in this defense. Uh, I think he's a guy that can compete to start still too. He's, you know, he helps, you know, set the standard for a Brian cook in, in training camp and competition. You want those guys continue to be pushed. Well, here's your opportunity. There's plenty of depth and competition at the linebacker and the safety position. Both positions got better this weekend. I really yeah. like what they've done. I think they're fantastic signings. I think they're they're absolutely great. I still think they're going to add a safety. They only have three. Those are three guys. They're only three safeties on the roster right now. So they're going to add somebody in the draft, whether it's day two, day three, um, whatever that is. They're still going to add a player to that room. I'd bet on day three still. Uh, I for both of those positions potentially. I, I would actually lean. I with you, Beach. So I'd lean if if you're if you're only one of those positions is drafted. Uh, by the Chiefs, I'm gonna lean safety over linebacker. I think yeah. so. Yeah. Well, plus they have Jack Cochran, um, the other kid, um, last yeah. Mike Rose, uh, that were on the practice squad last year, got called up at different times to play special teams. So they got some guys, some depth there that they like too. 
Pe- uh, Pestle and CF23 is asking if we're forgetting about Nazi Johnson. Nazi Johnson, I don't think, I mean, he might play safety um, next year. He's a special yeah. teaser, good special teamer, and a win for the Chiefs in the seventh round. I was tweeting about that the other day. Just what they got out of Nazi Johnson was totally fine for a seventh round pick. It's just you're getting compared to the Jalen Watsons, the Isaiah Pachecas of the world. <laughs> Those those aren't your normal seventh round picks. So uh, yeah, those those are the guys that all of a sudden could make a huge leap and develop. You know, mm-hmm. we saw that with guys up front along the defensive line. We were talking about Joe Cullen bringing those guys along. You want to see Dave Merritt do the same thing with the defensive backs and those safeties. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's 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 it is interesting that they have invested in safety and linebacker though. There's something that they're they're telling you there, uh, which we'll find out. I think when the full reveal of this roster is kind of finalized, I'm sure they'll be tweaking the roster with some veterans after the draft. It's going to be a lot of fun. We cannot wait for the draft to get here. A lot of great content that we have leading up to the draft and obviously anything that happens in free agency, any big trades before then we'll be covering as well. We cannot wait. We're looking forward to it. Make sure you hit the like button. Make sure you hit the subscribe button. Uh, BJ, you got any final words before we get out of here? Shout out uh, Cole DeRoos from How About Those Chiefs. Saw his comment right there. Appreciate him for promoting our stuff. And coffee's pretty good, man. Cole. Go grab that coffee. Just completely unfat. Like, go get the coffee. Go follow Cole's channel. You know who he is. Go get his channel. Go get his coffee. We had it when we were in Colorado. Good stuff. And congrats on the 100,000 subscribers, buddy. It's awesome to see what you're doing with your channel and continue to crush it. Yeah, thanks for the coffee, Cole. Oh, I bought it. I supported my <laughs> oh, okay. guy and went on there and bought it from him. So how about those Chiefs coffee? All right. So. I'm going to have to go check the coffee out because I am a coffee drinker. Thanks, everybody that's watching. We really appreciate you. It's been a lot of fun answering questions from you. We'll catch you later. Thanks for listening to KC Sports Network. Don't forget to hit that follow button. You can find all six of our channels covering the Chiefs, the Royals, Sporting KC, and the KC Current, plus KU, K-State, or Mizzou by searching KCSN wherever you listen to podcasts. We're also on YouTube. Entertain. Educate. Inform. KC Sports Network.